0: This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino: a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Go back with me, if you will, to the closing months of 2020. Whatever excitement sprouted in the approach of the holidays was pale and subdued. Even in March of that year, we were well aware that we would have to spend Christmas in lockdown. Even so, when expectation became fact, It still was a blow. Soprano Anna Migalius saw that, and so, when approached by Manila Piano's artist series for a recital, decided to remind her audiences of that vital thing called Hope. Premiering last February, Will There Really Be a Morning takes its title from a poem by Emily Dickinson that was later set to music by Ricky Ian Gordon. It has been about a year since its inception, and it seems that we can now allow a brighter glimmer of hope for a new start, and the coming morning. On today's program, we fan that glimmer even more as we look back to that recital, and learn more about its theme and music from Igalius, who experienced a new start of sorts herself, as she explored what, to her, were new pieces, for Will There Really Be a Morning? That is in our interview, but first, here is that recital's namesake song, Ricky Ian Gordon's Will There Really Be a Morning? As performed by soprano Anami Gallios and pianist Mariel Ilusorio.
1: I joined the LOVE Project. The LOVE Project stands for the Live On Request Virtual Entertainment Project that Menchu Lautchenko-Yulo and Michael Williams started soon after the lockdown. It's a new way to experience and share live entertainment while we aren't able to enjoy live performances in theatres yet. Say you have a virtual event, like a webinar or a party, you can choose from a pool of artists to sing for your event. Like I've sung for some webinars, I've sung for Christmas parties, even family birthday parties, or even just Zoom get-togethers that they want some sort of live entertainment. I think it will be ongoing for the foreseeable future. It seems as if people have gotten quite used to this online thing and I remember Michael Williams during one of our meetings he said that it looks like it's here to stay at least for a while.
0: It was Richard Sifakunda who contacted you with an idea for a concert.
1: I think it was soon after the lockdown he asked if I wanted to join the series and so of course I happily did that. So Richard has always been a great supporter of our group Viva Voce Mm -hmm. and he really supports us musicians. On a more personal note, I do owe him quite a debt of gratitude because during the lockdown, I really struggled to practice and to keep Mm. singing. If it wasn't for the recording of Manila Piano's Artist Series, I probably would have stopped. Like, yes, there was the Sunshine Place, but it was really the Manila Piano Series that really motivated me to keep on practicing.
0: I suppose that makes it easier to answer the question of how you chose who to perform with.
1: When Sir Richard asked me if I wanted to do this, there was just no other person in my mind. It was automatic, I I hope Marielle can do it. So I was just so happy that, you know, she agreed.
0: It was you who came up with the concept. So tell us a little bit about the background.
1: Well, Sir Richard has always wanted me to do Strauss. He said, even pre-pandemic, I want to record you doing the Filet Salida or the four last songs. But then I got a bit nervous. I thought, I don't think I'm ready for that. And it's not something that I'm comfortable working on on my own. Since, of course, we're on lockdown, I can't just go over to my teacher's house and have coachings and lessons, right? So I had to do repertoire that I could do more or less on my own. So I chose instead the four songs. And then the rest of it, the American part of it, well, partly because of the language. I wanted to be able to communicate the text without... The language barrier without the need for the audience to refer to or read the translations and i also just really love these songs you know and these are songs that i have been wanting to sing for quite a while in a recital format so i thought it was the perfect opportunity to do it
0: yeah, these are not just american songs but also american themes like the new colossus
1: oh yes actually that one was by one of my dearest dearest friends mm-hmm. from college he wrote this piece and he would really love it if I sang it for my recital. I enjoyed it because, you know, he wrote it when he was living in the States and he sort of felt like freedoms were being threatened. I guess the American way of life was being threatened. So it was a poem that really resonated with him that he felt he needed to set to music. My very, Indications are strong that we shall move in a few days, perhaps tomorrow. Lest I should not be able to write again, I feel impelled to write a few lines that may fall upon your eye when I am no more.
2: willing to lay down all my joys in this life. Oh,
0: Soprano Ana and pianist Mariel Ilusorio performed John Cander's A Letter from Sullivan Ballou. Here now is the second part of our interview.
1: Pre-pandemic, Viva Voce was planning an artist series. It was going to be called Viva Voce Up Close and Personal. And it was all solo recitals of the members of Viva Voce. Because in 2019, we did Viva Voce vignettes. And that was a group effort every concert had a theme. We had comic opera, we had Oktoberfest, we had Gabi ng Musikang Pilipino. Mm-hmm. So for 2020, we wanted it to be solo recitals. But then the pandemic happened. If that had pushed through, my repertoire would have been very different. My repertoire included like Rachmaninoff, Lucia di Lammermoor, Aria. But then when Sir Richard said, do you want to record... I thought, okay, maybe thou is not the time to do Rachmaninoff and Reñava nel Silencio from Lucia di Lammermoor. I thought, maybe something else, something that is more befitting. That's what I really wanted to focus on because one of the songs in the recital is Will There Really Be a Morning? And so I kind of latched onto that particular song. Mornings represent new beginnings, a fresh start, a freedom from night and darkness, and above all, hope. Hope that... No matter how bad the night was, the morning will come. And in a time that has been fraught with strife, fear, loss, and uncertainty, there is always hope that there are better days to come, that there really will be a morning. So I wanted the songs to reflect that. If you look at the songs in The Fear Leader, there's also that underlying theme of hope, like the last song, Morgan, right? So it just all came together. It was fun coming up with what songs to put together. Goodnight Moon, The Letter from Sullivan Ballou, or The New Colossus by My Friend, and even some of the Strauss. There are songs that I've heard famous sopranos sing, mm-hmm. but it was never something that I did myself, but I've always wanted to. And so I thought, you know, we're on lockdown. There's nothing else to do. I can focus on really getting into these songs. There was one song that was specifically difficult. The Letter from Sullivan Ballou by John Kander. It's a letter. And the way it was written is really quite patterned on speech.
0: Yeah, it's like one long recitative, if you want Yes, <laughs> it's like one long
1: recitative, exactly. So how do you put this all together musically for it to you know make sense that there are parts that are quite sweeping and quite like an aria, but then there are parts that are recitativo? I just really had to get into the text and what is he saying? Okay, this part is the aria part, so why is it so sweeping? So when he says... Sarah, my love for you is deathless. It seems to bind me like mighty cables that nothing but omnipotence can break. So that one was a big moment, you know, because the emotion is so huge. Also because, my goodness, I would choke up when I would rehearse it. So I was thinking, how am I going to do this in the recording? I might end up crying because up until two days before the the recording, when I would practice it, I would still be choking up. That, in particular, for me, was really challenging. Also because, you know, the beginning, she reads the letter. It's just spoken.
0: Is there a particular nuance you want your audience to take note of so that they might all the more enjoy this program?
1: The text really plays an important part in the Mm. whole recital.
0: You did, after all, choose English texts for that very reason.
1: Yes, exactly, for that very reason. I hope that thread of hope really shines through. For example, Good Night Moon. This one is just very childlike. Good Night Moon, it's not really heavy musically. It's not Wagner, it's not Verdi, It's it's not even Puccini. But I think that lightness actually comes with a weightier message. That just because it's not big like Wagner, that it's not as significant or as meaningful. Because it is, for me anyway.
0: That was the third of Rika Strauss's Fielida Opus 27, brought to us by soprano Anna Migalios and pianist Mariel Ilusorio. Earlier on the program, we heard Ricky Ian Gordon's Will There Really Be a Morning? and John Cander's A Letter from Sullivan Ballou. All the pieces heard on this program featured in Anna Migalios' recital Will There Really Be a Morning? mounted last February by Manila Piano's Artist Series. You can watch the entire recital on the YouTube channel of Richard C. Facunda, where you can find other, similar performances. Today's guest was soprano Anna Migalios. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DCFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Monday at 12 midnight, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week, for now SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.